0: Log Talk Radio
1: Good evening, this is Robert A. Wilson and we're having some tech- temporary difficulties uh, Everything is perfect Good evening, this is Robert A. Wilson with Cowboy Wisdom Radio And And I want to, my guest tonight is a a very talented young lady, and I we never got to talk before, but I'm going to say her name is Freja Nazir John, and I probably really apologize that probably really isn't the right pronunciation, but she is a a, a body sculpt body Freja is a master hypnotist body worker. Mindscaper graphologist and emotional freedom facilitator. She is studied in New York as well as, as the original emotional fr- freedom technique presented by Gary Craig in Germany, discovering the simplicity and incredible effectiveness of an updated method called Faster EFT, finally studying it on a practitioner level using programs made available by ah, Robert Smith and Sylvia Hartman. Please, yeah pursued subliminal programming, quantum touch, tantric arts, vulva, and shamic studies, and studied mindscaping and hypnosis, completing the architecture of hypnosis practitioner master courses offered by Dr. Mike Mendel at the University of Toronto. In her spare time, she enjoys the outdoors, yoga, cycling, and making things out of wood, metal, and creating healthy products of natural butters and essential oils. And without any further ado, I'm going to bring Free on. And
0: welcome to the show. Thank you, Robert. It is wonderful to be here with you. I will say, she, uh, if you want to pronounce my name properly, it's Freya Norden.
1: Freya Norden?
0: Freya Norden and um, I wouldn't worry about what you said because I've heard every variation of it that there is.
1: Well, I tried to make the J, but Freya? Yeah,
0: Freya. We're going
1: to get right into this. What's that? You said something in your bio that something I really – it's emotional freedom facilitator, and that is something a lot of people – it's the emotions and the feelings that we have to free rather than try to heal ourselves. Do you feel that?
0: Um, Well, what I would say is that um, most of us are running our lives um, unconsciously and we're running them based on old programs that we're running, programs of emotion and kind of responding by default and reacting to things instead of responding to them more authentically. And um, that's because of emotions that we have, stored in our bodies stored in our programs <clears throat> excuse me and if we just uh, release them we can find better ways of responding
1: that is the biggest thing and this this is kind of a this is really a, a great show for me because that's what I've really expanded into in the last 10 months is why you're trying to really get into the thinking, but it's really the emotions free the thinking, don't you feel? Well,
0: Well, they do, because your thinking um, is only on whatever levels of emotions that you're accessing. So if the the emotions that you're feeling are that of anger or shame or pain, you know, some kind of maybe difficult or, or lower level of emotion, your thoughts are corresponding to those emotions, and you actually can't access higher level thoughts. You have to get to the better emotions if you want to have better ideas
1: and in a better life. But the question and that i had life, with me, yeah. <laughs> and, and that and that, but here's something: the question that I had brewing just for you <laughs> all day. <laughs> um, but how is the emotions and the feelings in the bedroom, when they're kind of controlled and within a, the thinking range, how does that limit the rest of the life and all the activity in the bedroom, do you feel?
0: So how do, um, so you're asking how, how do
1: you... the. Let me rephrase that. How does, how are people afraid to show their emotional emotions and feelings to the other their partner in the bedroom because they're restricted feel that oh I how do you feel
0: well the bedroom is a really vulnerable place so um with our erotic desires and also you know burying ourselves and becoming vulnerable sexually um there are so many ways to get hurt and um what people don't understand is that in protecting themselves emotionally in the bedroom, they're not allowing themselves to feel more pleasure. So they don't actually get closer to their partner. Um, a lot of times they prevent themselves from feeling really, really good. Uh, so sex is you know, an activity that they go through and not um, a profound experience that they have um, because of the limiting emotions that they have.
1: And isn't that the biggest limitation? We allow our beliefs to limit ourselves and shut down our emotions?
0: It is. um, It's extremely limiting because it controls um, pretty much everything that we do. Our emotions control our actions. People think that they're logical. They're not. Uh, They make actions that are based on emotion, whatever that emotion is.
1: And how, this is another question, how are we afraid of our of our emotions that are above and beyond our thinking mind?
0: Well, we're afraid of the pain that we can potentially feel from uncomfortable emotions. So we engage in activities to avoid feeling those emotions instead of taking care of them or processing them or uh, maybe managing them so that we don't have to, keep reliving this cycle. So a lot of people will um, eat or drink alcohol to avoid feeling certain emotions because uh, situations will happen in life. Uh, Maybe it's a little bit of stress with the spouse or the kids or some stress at work. And rather than address the emotions or feel them, um, somebody will do an activity, whether it is tuning out and masturbating through pornography or they'll do drugs. Or they'll drink or eat or go and watch television, but they're avoiding feeling. And um, did you say that you got into emotional freedom techniques lately?
1: No, I just really started writing. I started understanding. I had two surgeries uh-huh. this summer, and they really opened me up to this. It's our we use our memory mind to live our life. We memorize life, and we try to get think we're changing our lives, but all we're doing is redoing the memories. Right. And it's really
0: about Oh, I was going to say, and uh, actually one thing I heard not too long ago that was very interesting was that every time we access a memory, we change it. So our our memories aren't even real because we have uh, changed them every time we've gone back to them and gone over them.
1: Now you just hit on something really good. What you just said how when people embellish the story, you know, to make themselves look good,
0: <laughs> of course, the truth
1: never ever gets found until uh, uh, the, the truth never gets found until a challenge or something that really breaks that that really happens that makes you have to tell the truth from the other situation in this situation. Do you feel that? Does that make sense?
0: Well, the the truth the truth is is relative anyway. There isn't any one truth. There's the truth that you live. There's the truth that you told other people. And then there's the truth that the other person lived from their perspective. And any other person who experienced it from uh, yet another perspective of belief, age, life experience, um, I can believe something to be 100% true. You know, there's been many, many, many times that I knew, like I believed 100%. I knew that uh, my partner something or did something um, a certain way and uh, that was my truth and it was completely false from his perspective and uh, (laughs) so we would have some disagreements over that but um, you know I believed it
1: and how can we talk ourselves into believing
0: anything I think it's pretty easy, actually. Like, most people do. And,
1: and there's, that's a whole new subject there. I want to give out your website. It's .org. It's T-H-E-S-E-N-S-U-A-L-I-S-T.org. And you can go on there. There's many things, but there's one I was looking at. Um, it's in the body work. And it's the body work for men and body work for women. If somebody chose to come to you, Freya, what would would they attain? And what would they expand from and expand into, do you feel?
0: Well, um, partially it depends on what their goals are, but I'll give an example of something typical. Um, I see a lot of, let's just go with women, I see a lot of women who have reached a certain age, whether they're 38, 48, 58, 68, um, and they feel like they don't know their bodies, And because of that, um, they believe that they're missing out sexually, they're missing out on pleasure, and they're missing out on um, libido and if they have a partner, which a lot of times they're switching partners, like maybe they're divorcing or... um, you know, it's come to an end and now they're looking for a new person, but they don't have the kind of desire that they would like to have because they're not getting the pleasure that they um, feel they're missing out on. So, you know, they come in not knowing how they like to be touched and not knowing how to receive pleasure. You know, they, they block themselves, their emotions and their mind blocks them from feeling pleasure. So the, men in their life have been, or women, if if they are um, gay, uh, working and working and thinking they're doing all the right things and hoping they're doing the right thing, Um, but the lady herself can't enjoy it. So um, what we do with body work and also um, I use trance to enhance that because it helps them get into the right um, mindset to experience pleasure. I teach them what their body actually likes. We figure it out together. And then they, from there, they can actually make their body much more orgasmic and much more responsive and to enjoy a lot more things. Like people who, I'm going to use something really, really vanilla um, or just sort of normal. Women who didn't really like to give oral pleasure to their partner, their male partner, can learn to actually orgasm from it because they, they now like it so much. And you can pretty much do that with any activity that's um, not Offensive or painful or degrading
1: Okay now How are people afraid Of sexual pleasure
0: I mean I'm talking about
1: deep sexual Huh
0: They're um, They're afraid they don't deserve it Because somewhere in their lives And it usually was when they were really little And what do little kids do When they're naked is they touch themselves The first thing a little baby will do when when you take off its diaper is reach down and start grabbing at its genitals. And it's all very innocent. And they continue to feel good as the child grows up. But um, the way that a parent will tell the child to stop doing that and maybe teachers at school really has a big impact on a person's psyche. And um, maybe a a kid was caught masturbating by some other kids and they were shamed, there's a huge amount of shame and feeling like somehow this is bad. And um, another part of it is feeling like, you know, because of the media, if they aren't a certain age, like, like if they're not young and they don't have a perfect body, then they don't deserve to have really, really, really good sex. And I'm going to add one more factor in there. Uh, resentment is a big thing. Like if you're if you're holding things emotionally against your partner, um, it's almost like you don't want them. You you don't want to open up. You can't open up and let them give you the kind of pleasure that really you're capable of feeling. So again, it does come down to the emotions when you start getting into the deeper levels of pleasure.
1: Yes, it does. How are fe- people afraid to receive the pleasure in a – well, within all phases of a – let's just say a couple. How are they afraid to receive it because they think they have to give more than they receive?
0: Well, that comes into the deservingness again. Um, for So let's just take men in particular have a really hard time receiving. Because a man learns that he, if he does his job right, then he's good. You know, if he makes her come, if he can see her responding in a certain way, you know, a, a preconceived way, usually, he thinks that she has to be um, usually in hysterics and screaming and all kinds of things. But, you know, then he did his job and he's good and he can relax and then maybe he can have an orgasm. Um, and it's really difficult for a man to actually lie back and experience his own body rather than disassociating from his body and observing and doing. Like they're big, big doers. So, um, But the thing with men is that if they can learn how to receive, they're actually gaining perspective on how to be a good giver. And it's it's a very healthy thing. And it's also a gift. As the receiver, you're giving the giver a gift. By opening yourself up to them and allowing them to bring you to such pleasure it feels really good to give somebody that kind of um, experience.
1: And we was talking a little bit earlier, but how is a person? How does a person have to feel the emotional energy before their life will really move forward and feel the body really? energized before their whole life expands do do you feel
0: well i believe that you cannot um experience what you aren't inside um and, and a way to explain that is if if inside um all of your patterns of thought and feeling are are negative or they're fearful or you feel like a victim you believe you're a victim you're on this um level of you know everybody's doing things to me everybody sucks um that's what you're going to see in your outside life and when you can change that to appreciation to more positive attitudes and beliefs and views then that's what you're going to see coming to you in, in all different ways and you have to take a look at what kind of um beliefs and patterns of feeling that you're running
1: Yeah, and how is it, you know, you just are hitting on something that's really been true. We we fantasize and make war all this elegance, but we make sex dirty. How is that a program system to keep people from enjoying life, do you feel?
0: Well, it is a program because, um, you know, not everybody – belief that sex is is dirty and you have to really take a logical look at what your beliefs around sexuality are and how they may be interfering with what you can experience and um, maybe even write things down so and look at your beliefs around other people and sexuality too if you're a man and you think women who are very sexually liberated and who love sex and who really enjoy it, you think of them as being filthy whores. Um, well, so what does that mean for the kind of people that you're going to have sex with? That means either you are lowering yourself and degrading yourself to the level of filthy whore that you're engaging with, or, um, now this is, I'm using that as an example. I actually... Um, have a lot of respect for sex workers. So please don't take that as my own personal views. But if you, you know, think that uh, a woman who enjoys sex and who receives a lot of sexual pleasure is something beautiful and and positive, then, um, you know, you're elevating yourself as well because that's the kind of woman you're engaging with. And, um, you know, same with women who are engaging with men. But there are men who really, really, really love and appreciate women. And, um, you know, they're very sensual, and, you know, women can appreciate that kind of thing.
1: I'm on Freya's website, thesensationalist.org. And I'm on the coaching, and at the bottom there's a couple ones that really intrigue me. The vitality mm-hmm. session for 50 plus. Tell people yeah. what they that would help people, because I'm I'm 60 now. We was never taught the pleasures of life. You know, we always come through, work hard, all this. But how does your vitality session open people up to enjoy the pleasure of not only sex but all of life?
0: Well. Your sexual energy is is really your life force. it is your vitality and if you, your sexual energy is dead this is there's a huge part of your life that is uh, really stagnant and isn't full of vitality so um, if you, you know when you're sixty you can't have the sexual habits of an eighteen year old man you don't have the same physiology so um what the sessions are designed to do are to really activate and kickstart your erotic energy, first of all, and get it flowing through your body in a really, really, really tangible way so that you feel alive. You feel like you have a libido. You actually, you know, you're aware of your genitals. And um, you feel like your genitals are alive as well. And they're not just, you know, sitting there useless and neglected. And another thing, you know, with people who are of the age fifty, sixty, seventy, a lot of them are on medication for um, blood pressure, for heart, for cholesterol, for um, you know, dep- anxiety or depression, different things. And most of these medications really interfere with erection. And psychologically, this can be devastating for a relationship if you haven't moved into the sort of higher level of lovemaking, which is pleasure-based, instead of Breeding base, you know, just stick it in there and have an ejaculation. Thank you. So um, teaching people who, because of their medications, are simply not going to have the kind of erectile function that they maybe want to have or think they should have uh, opens up a completely new and really, really satisfying way of making love that actually is a lot better for their female partners. And they'll find that their female partners are suddenly really interested in sex now, that they're doing it differently, and um, you know that's that is huge because what you know when you get older, I think it's just as important, if not more, to have that physical intimacy, that physical touch, and that loving human contact uh, as it is when you're younger.
1: And also, here's a question that just come to me. How does, like, Viagra and Cialis actually hurt? Does that do anything to men, or does that hurt men?
0: I think that it can be a crutch that is actually damaging to lovemaking. Um, in some ways, you know what, it's a wonderful psychological boost because, uh, you know, men like their erections, and... Uh, Women like them too, actually. They, you know, they feel quite nice. However, um, sometimes men will, you know, just because it's hard, they're like, yeah, now i got to stick it in somewhere. And they forget that um, sex is not actually about just sticking it in. And it's not just about attending to the erect penis. Um, sex is about the full body and it's about the female's full body. And just because he hard, he's hard doesn't mean she's aroused. And um, I actually noticed, I would say the vast majority of my older couples that I see who have stopped having sex, the female at one point just said, you know what, no more. It's because um, they were not making love in a way that was good for her. And she tolerated it for long enough. And finally she got to an age where she felt, okay, now now I can have the balls to say I don't want to do this anymore. And she did. And that was it. And uh, the poor guy never saw it coming. And, um, you know, part of it's his responsibility for not making love to her the way that she needed. But it's just as much her responsibility for tolerating it and complying and not actually communicating um, what her needs are. A lot of women don't actually even know what their needs are and what their body needs to feel good.
1: You know, that, that's the thing. Men are, men are kind of scared of foreplay, aren't they? Or they don't know how to do it.
0: <laughs> I think, you know what, they try. You know, they do try. And there's a big communication issue because um, they feel, men believe that they have to know everything. And, and women play into that too by expecting men to just do stuff without being told how. And our bodies are so different that, you know, we really do need to be navigated and learned properly. So they're trying, and maybe they're doing something that worked on their last girlfriend or on their ex-wife, or maybe they're trying something that they saw in pornography, and they really don't know whether it's working or not because, you know, we need to speak up or respond so that we can help them do it better. And, and you know How what? How are I mean, women- one more thing. Yes. I just got to say one more thing in that. Um just because uh a female organ can happen fairly quickly doesn't mean it should. It takes you know 45 minutes for our body to be fully fully warmed up. So keep that in mind that it you know it really shouldn't be happening quickly. To be really good.
1: Well, and how how are women women afraid to tell the man what makes them feel good and where it makes them feel good because they don't want to do something <laughs> or they think they're going to damage the ego of the man?
0: You know what? It's the damage the ego thing. Women don't want to tell him to change what they're doing. And they don't want to hurt his feelings so that he thinks, oh, you know, I'm doing the wrong thing. Like we want to give them credit for trying, you know, at least they're trying. Uh, And um, it's it's really difficult to speak up. So actually, part of my coaching is that I help people come up with the kind of language to say things so that the man can understand it. Because you know, as you know quite well, moving over, like if you're going doing something to the clitoris, and um, you move over one millimeter it changes everything, everything, like really, really tiny, subtle nuances. And you could be doing something and it feels great for maybe 47 seconds. And then at 48 seconds, um, it should really change to keep feeling just as good. So how do you let them know? Right. And how do you tell him, well, move over to the right, like two millimeters. Oh wait, no, that was not really, actually, can you try something else? So people are afraid of ruining the mood and of hurting his ego and telling him things and then him getting angry or, like, huffy, you know, that he's doing it wrong. And the way to get around that is actually having uh, what I call tech days. And they're little, you know, 15, 20-minute periods of time where you go over parts of the body and just figure out every single little nuance of how that part likes to be touched from all different angles. go Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say all different angles and in a very conversational way uh, where there's no pressure, you know, you're not having sex, although you could try intercourse from different positions and um, in different ways, and um, just figure out, well, how does this actually feel? What would make it better? What would make the touch better? And um, that way you can get to know your partner so that you don't have to do as much verbal direction while you're actually in a lovemaking session.
1: And there there was my question, you just come up. How are women and men, they want to act like they they know it all in the bedroom, but yet they're afraid to have that simple little conversation like you just said. It's a simple conversation also, isn't it?
0: It's very it's simple. Just out of the, it, order, it's
1: just out of the comfort zone.
0: It's out of the comfort zone because, you know, people um, have a lot of their ego wrapped up in their sexual prowess. And if they understood that being a good lover means being a curious lover, it doesn't mean having to know everything. It means being curious and attentive to what your partner is needing right now. Not yesterday, not last week, not last year, not when you first met, but right now, because right now is going to be different all the time, and it's going to be ever-changing. So tuning into what right now is, is what makes a good lover. Just like, you know, what makes a good hypnotist is being um, in that dynamic feedback loop of um, watching your subject's response and then responding to it. You're not just sitting there reading a script with them.
1: And that's true. And Freya, we're out of time, and I want to give Freya's... Uh, website out. It's the sensationalist. It's T H E S E N S U A L I S T dot org. I really want to thank you for being here. Is there anything you want to tell anybody that would expand their um uh, expand their relationships where everybody has probably the one of the biggest challenges and that is in the bedroom?
0: I would say be curious and always be trying to expand your knowledge you can always know more and don't be shy everybody thinks that everybody else knows things that they don't and it's simply not true so um be curious um check in with my website feel free to ask me questions or send me an email Uh, listen to podcasts on sexuality and tantra and be uh be interested
1: And anyway, Freya, thank you for being here, and we'll do this again if you choose. Thank you, Robert.
0: Yes, this is wonderful. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's been great talking to you. Have a great evening.
1: Yes, you too, and have a Merry Christmas.
0: Thanks, you too, Robert. Good night.
1: All right. Good night.